0: Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. Sal Vetri here, and today we have the five-game LCS, the Americans, so a nice prime-time start to these games as opposed to middle of the night or early afternoon. Nice, I believe, 5 p.m. start. March 28th, slate is what we're getting here. Saturday, 50K to first. is going to be 100K to first on the Sunday slate for the LCS. LCS returning after having the entire week off. LCS's season, I believe, ending this in, uh, weekend. And then the postseason will be starting. So we get two more rounds of the LCS, the LEC as well. So I'm going to be here breaking it down, kind of position by position. Going through DraftKings salaries, touch on FanDuel, touch on some Monkey Knife Fight, uh, some of their props, they're more or less props for fantasy points specifically. They have stuff for kills and assists, but I just really want to be looking at fantasy points specifically. If you're brand new here, welcome. A lot of new people finding the channel as there's a lack of League of Legends content. And as of, I'm recording this around 5 o'clock in the morning, East Coast time on Friday, March 27th. As of a couple hours ago, I, I woke up and noticed that there's now Counter-Strike um, gaming online for DraftKings, $10,000 to first. I've been sourcing from data mining the internet for statistics this morning, and there is none. So uh, I'm going to keep diving a little bit deeper into that today. I'm sure we'll be able to put something together for that. that will be pretty cool to play as well. But for right now, League of Legends, welcome. If you are new here, please, if you get any value from this video or podcast, hit the subscribe button. It costs nothing at all, and it really does help creators like myself just reach more and more people. We are getting very close to less than 200 subscribers away from 20,000. Fantastic. I appreciate it. If you do hit that subscribe button, thank you so much. I do have projections, my player pool, as well as these data sheets with interest mark, aka my player pool, uh, available over on Patreon. If you are indeed interested as well as some of those NBA and NFL simulated projections from the other sites. Uh, and I'll be trying to work on something for uh, Counter Strike as long as we can get some sort of data available after I do some more data mining later today. So if you are interested in all those things or any of them, they are linked down below in the description. Some free strategy guides down there as well. You can follow me on Twitter at SalvageDFS. Reach out if you have any reasonable questions. Um, so that's it. Let's get into this five game slate, starting with your top laners. So the slate is interesting. So you have Cloud9, probably the best team in this league. You have them as a 303. Uh, favorite. They win 94% of their rounds. Only a 303 favorite though, because Evil Geniuses is their opponent. Evil Geniuses have been fantastic. They just ended up having a, a big upset victory their last time out. It's interesting because um, there's a there's a lot of toss-up games here. You have a 303 favorite in Cloud9. After that, your next biggest favorite um, is either GG or Immortal Gamings at both minus 159. Those are not long odds for uh, the League of Legends. And then you have two favorites at a minus 123 For um, Team Liquid. And then Team Solomon is going to be minus 175. So, not big favorites. I'm going to be tracking this line movement all day. Um, Definitely going to be playing just a ton of underdogs. And and I think there's a really interesting strategy um, in all these close odd games. So, you have both uh, minus money right now um, in Fly in in team liquid so minus money flies minus 106 and then team liquid on the opposite side is the bigger favorite minus 123 that's pretty much a coin flip i imagine ownership is spread out equally throughout that so i don't know if you're getting an ownership edge either way um but for most of the times depending on ownership later in the day going to be running a ton of ton of lineups to kind of get an idea for ownership but i i do think that there is something to be said to just take all these closer underdogs odds are one to two to three of them are going to win on a five game slate Um, probably at least one. And when you're doing that, you're probably opening yourself up to more unique lineups, even if you are still pairing them with cloud nine. I do even think cloud nine's on upset alert tonight, or at least uh, going into round three, which they usually don't again, 94% win rate. So overall, I think that this slate sets itself up nicely for any team. I think all 10 teams on this slate are live to be played. Um, And I don't think I've said that yet. Um, I have usually been running around seven stacks, seven team stacks a night. Now it doesn't mean all seven of those are getting into my four mans, but normally um, I'll have like 4% of like the seventh stack in there. Uh, with 10 teams tonight, I'm going to be cutting it down. I'll take stands in some places after I do projections and things like that, but it does seem like all 10 of these teams are in play. Obviously, some of them have higher ceilings when they win, and those will be the ones that I prioritize a little bit. So just starting all the way at the top here, you have the player who leads all top laners in kills, 3.06 uh, by a pretty decent margin, is Broken Blade for Team Solomon a 175 favorite today, has five assists per contest, uh, top 30 when it comes to kill participation, and one of the least uh, deaths per contest. So that's fantastic at 7,400 um, in terms of just kills and, and how everything sets up. 49 kills is 10 more than anybody else on the slate, but it's also paying 7,400 for a top laner where... I mean, you're getting a decent size favorite, but for the most part, it's 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 not that fantastic. Um, factoring in that for the top price. And I'm probably not going to be, although I'll have broken blade in my one fifty max exposures, I'm probably not going to be if I'm building one to five lineups trying to cater to most of the audience that watches this, I'm probably not going to be trying to prioritize a top priced top laner when there's so, so many guys across the way. I mean, you have you have licorice at Uh, for Cloud9 at only 6,800 and by far the biggest favorite. Um, A 2.25 kills on average, that's very good for a top laner still. The 5.5 assists per contest is second on the slate uh, and first out of all the starters. So, and the player dies the least out of everybody. So like, I mean, Licorice is is in a situation where it might only go two rounds and, or it might only go and say two rounds continuing to think the LPL uh, and LCK during the week. It might only go, or might be a very quick finish, which is then you get Bonus points for that, at least from a team perspective. um But it, it's it's a situation where at at a minus three or three favorite, sixty eight hundred is going to be very chalky. So keep that in mind if you're building one to five lineups, just get different elsewhere. Uh, I guess in your secondary stacks or whatever you might be doing, four to one, four threes. Um, but yes yeah, st- this st- stands out like a sore thumb. Probably should be um, the most expensive or at least above seven thousand dollars in the slate. Looking down for a slight underdog, uh, counter logic gaming against GG. Analogic gaming stands out to me and so does rune so again i like underdogs today i think everybody on this slate is is pretty much in play so it really depends on um, just crunching out if you build 150 lineups don't just build 150 right um, make like 400 lineups so you can see everything that's happening and then you can filter through them throughout the day because there's going to be a lot of players in play today and see which lineups usually stand out a little bit better but you get rune as a, a number two in kill participation pretty much tied virtual tie with solo but number one, if you're counting all the starters at 73.4, you're getting right now solid numbers in terms of kills, solid numbers in terms of kills per contest, solid numbers in terms of assists. And when I say that, you have a player who's pretty much second in kills in the slate in Rune, but priced as the sixth most expensive player on the slate for top laners. So then you have very good assist numbers at 4.8. So Rune stands out. Um, but I, I really do think everybody's in play. Like Kumo, all the way at the bottom, is not somebody that I'm going to again. If you're playing one to five lineups. Uh, The biggest underdog top laner is probably not somebody you should want to be targeting. But if you're playing 150 or 50 plus Kumo as a plus 221 underdog as on the probably second best team on the slate that's facing the best team, um, Evil Geniuses Kumo, Kumo has an upside during victory. He's going to have no ownership at just $5,000. Again, if you're playing one lineup, this is very risky because it's hard to realize that advantage over a long time. If you're playing 150 lineups or 50 plus, yes, I I do think that the cheapest top laner and probably the cheapest players on most of these spots for Evil Geniuses are definitely in play today. Heading over to the mid laners part now. So just looking at mid laners, um, i going to touch on a couple of things from Monkey Knife Fight wise. So Monkey Knife Fight is a, a props they have for over-unders, fantasy points, kills as well. Um, but I have projections. So the fantasy points line up directly with those same fantasy point um, numbers in terms of kills, assists and scoring as DraftKings. So there's been very soft lines and I'm sure and I've talked to them that they're getting beaten over the last week or so. So if you want to use promo codes VETRI, V-E-T-R-I, or the link below in the description, you'll get five free dollars to play, and I believe 100% deposit match up to 50 bucks. Uh, it's very soft lines right now. Um, it's to the point where like guys are pretty much priced at their fantasy points for averages, and, and it doesn't seem like it's taking into account wins when players win. Obviously, they score a lot more because wins correlate with kills, assists, and all that for the team. So uh, for instance, you're going to have a situation where um, and i'll see if any of them stand out on this slate here but you usually have situations so right here you have um pull uh, so counter logic gaming in terms of draft kings is going to stand out right uh, a plus 122 slight underdog and i actually like them for underdog uh, or for draft kings and just salary based sites where ownership matters right and you have to try and get an edge on the field to actually beat them a uh, poll a battle poll belter, uh, pole bel- pole belter is going to come in at 6,600 on draftings. That's fantastic to me, in my opinion, for a player who does get kills and assists and is probably going to be at lower ownership. Fantastic from a GPP large field perspective if you're playing a good amount of lineups. But when you look over on, when you look over on a place like Monkey Knife Fight, pretty much priced at this point for a victory um, on average. 22.5 or so points getting up around that on monkey knife fight as the average prop number right there so price around the upper part of that um, not priced for a defeat so it, it's more of a push but probably leans toward the under. there's some extreme examples that we can get to uh more and more as things go on here so here's here's a huge one for evil geniuses evil geniuses um jizuk is going to average as a mid laner 22.5 points in wins and losses now obviously in wins going to get a lot more than that but the biggest underdog on the slate is right now projected fantasy points wise for 27 and a half points the most on monkey knife fight out of any single mid laner that's a complete mistake um if they end up losing which they are projected to do here and, and when you're playing formats that don't take into account ownership you should trust the vegas odds even more when they're projected to lose, he's not going to be getting anywhere near 25 plus points, probably more so 25 would be the cap, but projected for 27 and a half. So as long as they do lose, which Vegas is expecting and most expected to lose on this slate, Jizuk uh, over on Monkey Knife Fight is, is almost a mortal lock as an under as an underplay today as a less. So you can go ahead, you can play for $5 free if you just use that promo code. Uh, if you want to play more, 100% deposit match up to 50 bucks. That's the column G on my screen on each sheet. It's just a Monkey Knife Fight fantasy points props. They directly correlate with DraftKings. So if you do have the projections on Patreon, you can check those out. So week in- in for Cloud9, Nisquee in- 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 is really fun to play. I've um, been playing pretty much uh, as of last week when um, the LCS returned. Uh, you- you're getting the pretty much most assists, but definitely the most, mo- definitely most assists and a- pretty much the most kills per contest. 112- 112 assists. For Niski on Cloud 9. 112. That's 40 more than anybody else on the slate. So, yeah, $8,200 is fine to pay for if you want to get up to that point. Doesn't die all that often. Again, a huge favorite. Obviously, you have to get different elsewhere. 57 kills is second on the slate, only six behind Power of Evil for Fly. So, yeah, I, I think that the top price point, again, is is something that's completely fine if you end up wanting to get there. Probably going to be the highest scoring player on the slate, um, barring any type of upset um if you want to just get down and look at some other things power of evil stands out completely so the underdog in the matchup but both sides of this are minus money so it really is just a toss-up here power of evil um winning 57 percent of the matches for fly one starting and starting every game so far you're getting the most kills per contest at 63 total and 3.9 per contest you're getting very strong creep score leading the slate and you have the most damage so power of evil should be a very highly owned player i don't know if he will end up being so, but at 6,200 on DraftKings, that's a very strong price point at 22.5 on monkey knife fight. I actually do like the more there or the over for people uh, who use that terminology more, um, because you're getting 22.5, even in a loss, mid laners in a loss will usually score the most points in a victory. They won't score the most points. The AD carry will, but just naturally they'll score more points. So power of evil looks pretty good there coming down more. Um, again, jizuk is somebody that uh, i don't really like on monkey knife fight because you're expecting the underdog to then win and you don't have to do that when ownership's not factor in but if you do want to try and get an ownership leverage here you are getting 3.6 kills per contest 57 kills is tied for the second on the slate even though jizuk is the cheapest priced mid starting mid laner um, you're getting pretty good numbers when it comes to creep score per minute average assist numbers and you're getting just a 5600 price tag Evil Geniuses is a live underdog as the biggest dog in the slate. They're going to be priced completely dirt low. I don't know if I go four man stacks with them, but I'm fine going with them in some two man stacks, maybe even three man stacks. Support players. So there's going to be some support players who who just stand out like a a sore thumb um, uh, well above the rest. Uh, The first one in doing so is going to be Vulcan all the way up top for C9. Uh, Vulcan is fantastic. I mean, Vulcan is probably somebody who gets into some of my captain spots today. Not ideal overall, but depending on how some 150s work out, I'm going to get some supports in my captain spot. You're getting nine assists per contest, 144 assists on the year right now is 23 more than anybody else. Our next up is Biofrost, who's the second most expensive. $6,400, it's an average price point in terms of just normal slates for support players, right? In terms of what the top prices usually are, it's not like it's sixty-eight or 7000 like we've seen for some of the top laners being priced up to this point. So I'm, I'm fine paying all the way up and, and even even barring in the ownership that's going to be on some of these top guys like Vulcan, like Biofrost, the second biggest favorite on the slate, who's averaging .94 kills per contest, who's averaging 72% kill participation, a virtual tie for the most in the slate, second in assists at 121, 7.56 per contest. Those two high-priced players are completely fine to me. If you want to just look somewhere else, so getting into sort of this this mid-range of players, I'm uh, not really too uh, keen to try and play uh, Hakuo, uh, a minus 159 favorite for um, Immortal Gaming. I'm not really too keen on getting there too much. Um, not probably going to get to Keith, and depending on who's starting for GG, I mean, you've had Keith start 12 games and Huai start four. Uh, probably not going to really want to get to either of them as a minus 159 favorite. They're just not great players, even when their team wins. But some of these other sides, I'm, I'm okay getting to smoothly for counter logic gaming has started all 16 games, you're getting average assist numbers, you're getting right now leading just by a percentage, a fraction of a percentage in kill participation. So if indeed the upset does happen for counter logic gaming over golden guardians, you're going to probably get even more of an upside from the average kills are going to go up from point 75 to maybe like one um, you're going to get even more upside in terms of the assists, 6.4 maybe going up to around the seven 7.5 so smoothly looks good as an underdog heading down to huge underdogs once again evil genius is zazol at 4400 4400 it's like backup pricing at this point you get one kill per contest that's tied for the highest in the slate all the way up top with vulcan you're getting 7.25 assists per contest that's number three in the slate number one in first blood percentage uh, number one in, in creep score and number one in damage percentage um, the third cheapest a support player on the entire slate is pretty much in statistically uh, the second best player on the slate right now. The issue is, and the problem is it's such a big underdog, but again, this is a live dog to me. Zayzal looks really good. Even if you had a loss here, Zayzal, obviously it, you want the win because then you get the 20 plus point upside out of a support player. But even if you had a loss that stayed close with these two best teams going at it today, in my opinion, you can still run away with a $4,400 player being like the third highest support player on the slate your AD carries heading over to AD carry now. So Sven up top. So the players up top. Yes. If you want to play Sven from the two biggest favorites, Kobe from um, team Solomon and Sven from cloud nine, go ahead and get there. Sven is fantastic in terms of just leading the entire slate for, uh, 80 carries in, um, assists in kills. You're, you're getting it everywhere at this point, but again, that's if you want to stack that side of it, you're probably going to be putting Zven more so in your AD carry spot and maybe getting a cheaper 80 carry or a, another player from Cloud9 in your captain spot, I would imagine. But those two players up top are fantastic. We can see what we want to do, and we'll see what happens with Immortal Gaming. So Apollo and Altec are, have split 16 games. Apollo started five. Altec is started in 10. And to be completely honest with you, they're both not delivering all that much. They both have won about 50% of the games that they've started in, but you're not getting much from them. I mean, Apollo does contribute in terms of kills, but it's a much smaller smaller sample uh, of six games. Neither of them are really picking up assists. Apollo has been the better player. So if you do see Apollo starting, I'll have slightly more interest there of getting there in, in lineups. Um, but overall, Mortal is not a team that it seems like just as a full-on team stack, four-team stack that... I'd be getting to early on, um, team liquid as well. So 13 starts for double lift. That's probably where you're going to get the start. Tactical has started three. So I guess just keep an eye on it. Um, but as long as if double lift is going to start here, 13 games, again, not the greatest of statistics overall, you are getting very good creep score, but we don't really care too much about that as an AD carry. You're not seeing the kills. You're not seeing the assists. And partially because of that is a slight favorite today, but only winning 38% of their matches. I probably like the other side of this more with fly. Like you have wild turtle all the way at the bottom price point has started all 16 games. It's a toss-up game here between Team Liquid, but you're getting Fly as the cheapest player, a minus 106, not favorite, but underdog, minus money underdog, and you're getting 4.8 assists per contest. That's well above average for this price point. You're getting 2.8 kills per contest. That's around average. Yeah, you're getting terrible damage rate, but it's a $6,000 player that the point being here is I'd rather have a $6,000 wild turtle than double lift at 7,400 there's players in between there that I would also rather have. So uh, just to point out one bang for evil geniuses, again, just a trend of going against cloud nine. I do love cloud nine today, but as somebody who plays 150 lineups, I'm going to have both sides of that. Um, not in the same lineup. I probably don't stack the entire game, although it's interesting. I'm not going to do it. Um, So Evil Genius says you have Bang here at 5.1 assists per contest. That's tied for the third highest on the slate. You have very good damage rate in the 30% range. That gets closer to the elite number. There's only four players on this slate that have that and only two starters that have a 30 plus percent damage rate. You're getting above three kills per contest. There's only um, two starters who have that. One of them is going to be Bang at just 6,600. The other is the opposite side of this. Zen, the best player on the slate from a AD carry perspective. So I think that that looks good. Uh, Stixy uh, for counter-logic gaming. I imagine you get to start there. 14 out of the 16 starts. Wind has started two other ones. Stixy is okay to get to. Um, you are obviously taking underdogs there. The problem with counter-logic gaming and Stixi is in 14 games when Stixy starts, they only win 14% of their game slash rounds. So um, yes, going up to the top here is Vending and Kobe look fine. And more towards the mid-range, I'm probably going to be not getting to as much of, if you're just playing a few lineups, the mid-range of the um, Apollo double-lift type of section probably not getting to fbi uh for golden guardians just doesn't produce even in victories has the highest damage rate though so interesting to see there but then getting back towards the bottom end here with bang stixie um all the way towards the bottom with wild turtle if you like some of those upsets jungler so you have a really expensive jungler blabber is going to be the best jungler on the slate um hands down out of all the starters you're getting 3.7 kills per contest the next closest starter in terms of kills is 2.06 so over 1.5 more kills than anybody else that's going to be starting today and then when you take into account assists almost one assist more per contest the highest um, damage rate out of all the starters on the slate the highest creep score on the entire slate this is the best jungler and it's priced like it it's priced as if it's a mid laner or really an ad carry at 7800 so I think it's okay to get to probably somewhere that I'm not going to look just closely in, in, in favoring and getting there in all my lineups. Like I'd rather have Sven and, and then you're paying a lot of money for your AD carry from cloud nine. I'd rather have um, support player from cloud nine, rather have the mid laner. So it, it becomes a little bit n- nisky. It becomes a little bit more tougher to fit in blabber as a priority stack, maybe getting into some of the, the two-man or three-man secondary stacks, but a fine option if you can find the money to actually end up getting there heading down a little bit more. Uh, so for Fly as a minus 106 underdog, minus money underdog once again, um, I do like Santorin. So Santorin here, you're getting very good assists, especially in wins. So wins, you're obviously going to have more assists and kills. The assist that you're getting right now, 6.4 per contest is second highest out of all the starters in the slate. You're getting also pretty decent kills here, the third highest at 2.1. And if a win does happen, those average numbers are going to be a little bit higher. So you're getting a $6,200 player who if the victory actually was happening, or if they were just slightly more of a favorite compared to the other side of this, where you're going to end up having whoever between Broax and Shernfire start. Again, they've split 16. That's the opposite side of this game. They're in that $7,000 price range. They're a thousand dollars more expensive, even though they're barely more of a favorite here. And also they don't produce the same type of numbers. So Santorin is going to be the the jungler I'd rather have on the opposite side of that game as a slight underdog there, um, at least right now. And just heading down more some other players down at the bottom. Evil Geniuses, I'm probably not going to get to their jungler all that much. In victories, junglers don't usually see the biggest spike in scores. They obviously see more, but assists are going to be fine there. But you're just not getting you're getting a lack of kills as a jungler uh, starter for Evil Geniuses. Um, yeah, it seems like a tighter core around the junglers. I think Santorin, the two guys up top look fine between Dardoch and Blabber, and then just rotating other guys through some of your smaller stacks from whichever team stacks you end up getting to. Team overall now, so just looking at these teams, the leaders in kills per game is cloud nine. Shouldn't really shock anybody. 15.3 per game is more than three and a half, more than anybody else in the slate. Uh, the leader in deaths per game. So least, least deaths per game, that is, is once again, cloud nine, 6.4. The most deaths per game right now is going to be two teams. Counter Logic Gaming, 14.3 against Golden Guardians. So another reason why you're seeing Golden Guardians as the favorite, even though they barely win any games. And then number two, though, is Golden Guardians. So the teams that, have, that die the most per contest are... Um, Right now, Golden Guardians and Counter Logic Gaming. The thing that's interesting is the teams that get the least kills per contest, least kills, Golden Guardians. So not only does Golden Guardians die a ton, they don't get kills. Now they're facing a team in Counter Logic that does die, but Counter Logic at least gets a little bit more kills, around 10 per contest compared to 7.8 for Golden Guardians. I'm going to be playing this slate right now, even though Counter Logic is a slight underdog. Probably going to be playing this slate as if Counter Logic is the favorite, which means that I get more of them when most people probably don't and you get more beneficial uh, price points on them. So I think that's one spot that does stand out. If you're looking at other teams that don't really generate a ton of kills, you have Immortals. Immortals right now is is a pretty big favorite. Their price points are pretty high up there on most of their guys. Their games do go a decent amount, 36.2. That's good to see, but only 8.4 kills per contest is the second fewest on the slate, and you're paying steep price points for them. They die a decent amount 10 times per contest. I think there's some spots where two-man stacks for Immortals make sense, but don't stand that as a team that overall, and we'll see what ownership says. Like if there's no ownership on them, then just naturally for game theory reasons, you get a little bit more of them because each piece of ownership that goes to a player or a stack makes them a, a worse play just naturally because then you're splitting prize pools everywhere and it makes your overall upside and EV not the same. Um, but Immortals, probably not a team that on the, at the, on the top looks great. Cloud9 looks fine. It's going to be looking fine to everybody. Team solo mid to me looks completely fine. Golden Guardians is probably a team that I get to counter logic gaming on the opposite side. Um, team Liquid here, Team Liquid doesn't die. They die the second fewest in the slate, 7.8, but they also don't get a lot of kills, 8.8. So between Team Liquid and Fly, it's pretty much a toss up. I'm probably going to go to the underdog there. So Fly in counter logic gaming as underdogs look okay to me. 100 Thieves against Team Solomon. I do prefer Team Solomon here. Um, we'll see what happens with ownership. 100 Thieves, just individual players don't stand out all that much. But I imagine that happens for everybody on the slate and you get really low ownership. Evil Geniuses, I prefer Cloud9 if I'm playing like Cash or just a couple lineups, but Evil Geniuses is going to be a stack that I have. Not yet sure if I have four-man stacks of them. I will not stack Cloud9 with Evil Geniuses, but Evil Geniuses is not a bad team. Uh, they were number two in the slate in kills per game, only behind their opponent, Cloud9. They only die 9.9 9 times per game. That's average to below average for this slate, below average for this slate, uh, fourth fewest. So you're getting upside out of them. Their games do last 34.2 minutes, Cloud9, finishes games 30.2 so it's, it might be a shorter finish there um it could be something that is a bloodbath just because these teams get so many kills individually uh, but they don't die all that often either so it'll be interesting to see uh, cloud nine could be an interesting fade today just based on ownership and large field gpps again if you're playing 150 lineups, you're probably not getting zero percent but i do think evil geniuses is the biggest underdog on the slate looks good there's about 300 dogs that at least i like so far today all right that's where I'm at gang. If you do want to see my projections and player pool, they're available down below on Patreon. Also offering other things over there as well for all the NFL and NBA simulations that you're seeing on all the sites. Um, check out Monkey Knife Fight. I-, I touched on some of their AD carry or some of their support stuff. Looking at some of the other stuff on here, um, Acadion for their jungler at 18 and a half points, they have as the over under there. I'm going to probably have that as if that's going to be pretty neutral for me. I probably end up staying away from that one, but the one that does look good closer for golden guardians at 12.5 points, I'll take the over there. Even if I don't think golden guardians is necessarily the better team, they are the favorite. So you're not factoring in ownership, but 12 and a half points, even in a loss, you can see closer getting there. So 12 and a half fantasy points, um, in a victory here, I would have closer somewhere around 16. So definitely over that in a loss, I would probably have closer somewhere around like 12.8 to 13. So still looks good. Um, so obviously lots of upside there. So those are some of the things that you can check out. Again, it's $5 free. So totally free to play nothing, no catches or anything. You use the promo code VETRY or click the link down below in the description. And then if you want to play some more over there, 100, 100% deposit up to 50 bucks. So you want to try it out, play some more games, leverage a little bit more, put 10 bucks in, you'll get another 10 for free if you use uh, that link and promo code appreciate you tuning in hit the subscribe button before you go on any of these platforms that you are listening or watching on hit the notification bell if you're watching on youtube because i'm going to be start to go i'm going to start going live a little bit more often for some of these things so make sure you get there so you can answer any questions or i can answer any of your questions that you have on some of those live streams but thanks for tuning in everybody i really do appreciate it hope you have a great start to your weekend rest of your weekend whenever you're watching this be safe out there and i will see you in the next one